Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. I'm Jeremy Webb, and I'm your host. So thank you so much for being here. Um, This is a particularly exciting episode for for us at the show because it's it's the first episode after a five-year break. So it's kind of the new Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Um... Joss and I, uh, Joss, my co-host, if, if you do not know, um, we did a, a two years of every week delivering the hilarity diligently um, uh, podcast. The Jeremy Webisodes podcast had a two-year lifespan um, every week, and then life came along and does what it does, and, uh, and we had families and responsibilities and things that we needed to take care of, so we mothballed it. And it's been five years since we dropped a new episode, and I, I mean, I can't believe it. Time has flown by, but we're back. The, the good news is we're back, and we will be here every week uh, for you, because that's the kind of love we have for you. We are in a new location, and there are some slight alterations to the format of the show and some things if, if you were a... a well, firstly, if you were a, a fan back in the day and you've rejoined us, <laughs> thank you so much for being here, and we're sorry we, we made you wait so long, um, but thanks for being back. And if you're a new listener, thank you even more for taking the time uh, to be here with us and trying something new. We really, really appreciate it. Um, so like I was saying, we're we're in a new location, a uh, slightly new format, Um but but basically the same, uh, and never fear, as always, the lava lamp is in fact in the studio, and it's burning brightly in the window as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. So that all being said, uh, this episode was recorded Wednesday, July 22nd, and I am joined by Joss McGinty and Ryan Hatch on Third Mike. And we will be sampling, uh, every week on the show, we're going to sample a different alcohol. Because, <laughs> let's be honest, we be drinking anyway. So uh, so we're going to try to make it uh, kind of a um, little more fundamental part of the show. This week we're drinking a Weller Private Reserve, or sorry, Special Reserve, weeded bourbon. And, uh, and that's how we're going to kick off the show. And, uh, and we'll see how it unfolds from there, shall we? Let's join the conversation already in progress. First and foremost, and why beat around the bush, really? One of the things that we're going to do here every week, and we will be back every week, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, uh, that is the, the, the love we have for you. That's the kind of love we have for you. We're there for you. And what we're going to do every week to start it off is we're going to taste alcohol. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a shameless plug for whatever it is we're drinking because I can assure you there will be times we don't like it because I'm going to try to source some really weird stuff. But this week we're going to keep it really mellow and we're going to kick off the show with a glass of Weller. And Weller is a, is a weeded 
bourbon from Kentucky. Special Reserve. Weller Special Reserve, the original weeded bourbon. What's weeded mean? So let's talk about it a little bit. And that's what we're going to do kind of every week. We'll start it off. We'll have a little a little sip of something, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about it. Why don't you pour yourself there something nice? Maybe get a little, little over by the mic. Make it sound nice. That's Ryan, by the way, pouring. Oh, there's R- Ryan's here too. Ryan kind of went into the outdoor. Good evening. Oh, <laughs> sneaky. Here representing Third Mike once again. So yeah, so we're gonna drink. We'll we'll kick off the week. We'll try something, and then we'll tell you a little bit about what it is that we know about it, and then we can uh, we can drift off. Down the line into uh, into some other topics. Yeah, a couple of these we might be uh, drifting off to uh, oblivion. First of all, Jared, very nice glass. Thank Heavy, you. Heavy, gentlemanly. Only the the real thing for you. This is that. This is that. What do they call it? Crystal. Yeah, I feel like I'm on like a cruise ship in like the 1920s. This thing is uh, not for the hefty. Some uh, this is this came out of some Irish town. Right. Good news is I'm working out. Into your hand. This is the heaviest thing I've had in my hand in weeks. So Weller, weeded bourbon. Your question was, what is a weeded bourbon? Well, let me tell you. To be a bourbon, Joss, by rule, and there are rules to what has to happen for it to be called a bourbon. For it to be called a bourbon, the mash has to be 51% corn. And then you can use whatever other grain you want. This one happens to use wheat. And that's what makes it a weeded bourbon. There's there's uh, s- some malted barley in there, generally. A mash bill generally is 51%. Like a, a real basic bourbon mash bill is 51% corn and and 49%. I had to do some quick math there, Ryan. Did you get uh, to 100? I got it, though, I think. Did I do it, Ryan? Nail it. And 49%... Malted barley, otherwise called, some people, what a lot of people don't know is single malt is only malted barley. So when people talk about a single malt, it's all barley. Bourbon is 51% corn and then whatever else, some barley. This you, one happens to be wheat as well. So that's what makes it a weeded bourbon. Can you have a, a what was the 50, 51% corn? Mm-hmm. Can you then have 49% corn? It can be all corn. Oh, yeah. yeah, it can be 100% corn and be a bourbon. Okay. Another one of the rules is a lot of people think bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. This one happens to be made in Kentucky. It does not have to be made in Kentucky to be called bourbon, but it does have to be made in the United States to be called bourbon. So even if you made it 51% corn and you did all the other things, but you did it in Canada or somewhere else, it couldn't be called bourbon. So that's an important rule. And the last rule to be called bourbon, it has to be aged in a brand new American oak charred barrel. And once that barrel is used, you can use it again to age whiskeys and stuff, but you can't, whatever you age in there after the first time can't be called bourbon. Now, can you, can you put it in there for your two years in that way? Right, it has and, to be a minimum of two years. That's a good point. And then can you put it in an old barrel? After that, absolutely. Okay, so you and can change else. barrels. You can reuse right. that barrel, right? Just not. You just can't use a new one if it you're going to call it. it bourbon. For instance, if you wanted it to be, you could take your bourbon that's been in the barrel for two years, a brand new American oak barrel, 
51% corn. It's done its thing. Then take it out of there and finish it in like a sherry barrel or something. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely do that and still call it bourbon. Be bourbon finished on in a sherry barrel or however you wanted to use, you know, for marketing purposes, whatever you wanted to call it. Rested on sherry barrel, you know, sherried oak or something like that. But yeah. So in order to try this, you have to be well-versed at math, geography, and barrel making. Well, luckily, you don't have to, Joss. All you got to <laughs> do is goodness. drink. I was saying that nervous. I can just drink it anyway? Mm-hmm. All right, let's give it a whirl. Huh. Smooth. Yummy. Smooth. Real smooth. So that's generally a characteristic of weeded bourbon. Smooth. Smooth. Real smooth. Um, you know, barley... Uh, I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, malted barley tends to give it a real uh, kind of green flavor. I think something like rye. Rye is real green, real peppery. Mm. Whereas I think that wheat is the opposite. It's nice and smooth. It complements the sweetness of the corn really well. I feel like biscuity. It starts like kind of warm, but ends kind of cold. You know what I mean? Like. It has like a different temperature pattern. Kind of like my wife's heart. Gee. No, I'm just kidding. She is a how sweetheart. Did, how long did that take? I love you to death, Megan. Gosh, are you the sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with me. It was like bump set spike. The joke was there. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it is good. I'm going to try and it I know, How about you, Ryan? I know that you're not like the biggest kind of hard alcohol fan. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's not crazy. It's not like it's not jet fuel. Right. It doesn't burn all yeah. the way down. No. It it has a it has a nice. Uh, I mean, you know, you're drinking whiskey. Let me see the bottle. Um, you know, you're drinking whiskey. It has a, a nice, you know. Let's get something off the back the of the bottle here. W. L. Weller was born in Kentucky in the year 1825. Well, shit. After serving with the Louisville Brigade. In the 1840s, Weller returned to Louisville to open his. And hey, in Louisville, it's it's Louisville. Louisville. That's how you. That's how they pronounce it. It's not Louisville. You'll stand right out if you walk through town saying, "Hey, I never first time to Louisville." <laughs> it's Louisville. Where do they make the Louisville Slugger? Yeah, right. L- Louisville. 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 Is, is Louisville. There, so, yeah. there's, so there's no I. It's Louisville. Right. There's no. They they removed the I. Silent I. So he returned to Louisville There's no to open his wholesale liquor business uh, in the 1840s. And he is reported to have used the slogan, Honest Whiskey at an Honest Price. Mm. That's how Weller kicked it off. I like it. Honest Whiskey at an Honest Price. Like and it. you'll get honestly tossed. <laughs> yeah, for 10 cents to get you hammered. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't miss. Let, let's talk about the proof. This is a 90 proof. Which is so it's on the hotter side. If we give uh, Jim Beam is eighty five, Jack Daniels is eighty six. I mean, for this being for being 90. that hot, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, I'm really I'm more impressed at at the lack of burn, given that. This delicate bourbon with hints of caramel uh-huh. and honey honors one of America's first whiskey pioneers. Right off the bottom. Well, I like it. Weller, Special Reserve weeded whiskey. Probably have a. Yeah, you, I noticed you didn't, you didn't quite put it down yet. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's, you know, you're going to be here with us, hopefully, as we kind of work out the kinks and the mothballs of five years. But um, 
I mean, the equipment is still the same equipment. Same I mean, equipment. I had to get the steam pump operating to get the computer to turn on. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> Seriously, what kind of like speakers are those? Right. But we're we're gonna get it together, and uh, and and hopefully you'll be along for the journey. Um, and we're we're happy to take any kind of help, hints, requests uh, that you may have for us. If you have an idea for a segment, or you think there's something missing, or um, or you would like to record something yourself and have us play it on the air, we're pretty pretty open to that. If you recall, for anybody that's joining us from the last podcast. Um, we had a couple people that like were weekly segments. The wild and wonderful West Virginians used to like to poke their head in from time to time. Uh, Mr. Know It All or whatever that guy's name was yeah. <laughs> corrected us every week. So, uh, anyway, but we've been, you know, I mean, it's time because I mean, we, the elephant in the room is, I mean, what's going on in the world right now? has got us all indoors a little bit, right? We have the time to kind of do do some stuff like this, and it te- seems timely because of COVID, right? We're all we're all going through this COVID thing, and it's been it's been weird. Let's be honest. Twenty twenty, what, what a son of a bitch. She's a son of a bitch, huh? The worst, right? It's been the worst. One thing after the other. I mean, the COVID thing, yeah, is is you know is, is the number one. But I mean, we had the Carol Baskin fiasco and the and the murder hornets, and we've just been through a slew of things. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. I mean, that was kind of kicked off twenty twenty, and obviously with the George Floyd thing and Black Lives Matter and and the protests and you know the the push for for change and it, there's a lot going on in twenty twenty, and uh, so we just thought we'd take this opportunity to maybe take it down a couple notches. Uh, obviously, this is a forum for us to be able to discuss those things, but uh, we obviously we don't take ourselves too seriously. So please, um, don't you take us too seriously either. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important to remember here. Well, by Jeremy's shirt, he definitely isn't taking himself too seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I just hope people don't call our sponsors. Right, right. No, yeah, we 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 uh, we definitely don't want to lose. Oh, do we have sponsors? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, no, no, you. no, none. Jer- Jeremy Webb's the sponsor. Actually, you know, <laughs> my sponsor, uh, you know, from AA. Right. Uh, don't. I, I call him from, well, he would, he's, he would, he, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so a quick question before we dive in. So we'll be drinking something pretty much to start. Every show. Every show. Right, we'll try something new every week. Well, Ryan has been fighting for his Pineapple Truly wow. uh, episode. Is that something uh, that you... We'll get the pine- the Truly episode in here. I mean, the canned, what they call RTD, the ready-to-drink market, <laughs> is just... You know, it's, it's blowing up. It's billions something we're going to have to talk about at some point. And I sure. make fun, but they're not bad. Yeah. You know, I- I've seen you down your share of the claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Truly. Joss will throw a claw like nobody's business. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That's You know, you may wonder, why, who are these guys, really, and why am I here, and why do I care about what they have to say? Well, I have no idea. No, um, we've been able to put together a group of skills and acquired knowledge that is kind of our own... <laughs> we're the only ones that have that, you know? And so 
you, you come here and, 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 and we know a lot about a lot of things and there's Joss. <laughs> so that's good. Wait. What do you mean? Like we, me and Ryan, know a lot about a lot of stuff and you're here too. So we, wait. Are here. We are here. <laughs> so I'm at least here. Yeah, you're definitely here. So that's cool. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> um so no so 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 because we let, let's just let's i mean let's talk about it it's the elephant in the room covid's happening we're all on lockdown how has it affected your life joss you you got two kids so you're experiencing that you're at home you got children both like under the age of 10 right third grade going into third grade and first grade a wife that works full-time and back when we had to teach them was just about the hardest thing in the world. So now we're a teacher, we're the cook, we do the laundry, we're the PE coach. And I'm going to tell you something. After about three weeks of trying to teach my child, not only did I realize I'm not a good teacher, I very well be the worst student at Ladera Ranch Elementary School. <laughs> I mean, have you, I don't know how to do like the new math. And like the reading comprehension, no comprende. No, like I'm just I just tell tell my daughter like just just do it, like you know how you know the answer. Yeah, and like I'm running to the bathroom googling it, like I don't know all the answers to second grade <laughs> it's things. Like I don't know how am I am I dumber than an eight year old? Wasn't that a show? Are you smarter than a? third grader or whatever it was fifth grader I think. fifth grader well she's in second yeah <laughs> so i would not you. do well on that show yeah. it's the hardest thing in the world and you're never you know alone you know you're with your wife all the time the last thing a marriage needs is more time together <laughs> i agree I mean right? everyone keeps asking me where's the first place that you're looking forward to going after the, they lift lockdown. Like my backyard. I'm not looking to go anywhere. I want everyone else to go. Yeah. I want to stay home and enjoy my house by myself for a little while. I don't want to go. I want you to leave. <laughs> right. Please leave. Do, as the distance makes the heart grow fonder, I'm a huge believer in that. I'd like to fall back in love. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Like, Everywhere you go in that house, there's somebody else in that room. You know, and I don't think it's something people necessarily don't realize or didn't realize or don't talk, didn't talk about. And sure, education is is education, and we want our kids to learn, and we want them to to be contributing members of society. But edu like school is also daycare. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a place to go and take your kids so that you can get the rest of your stuff done that you need to get done in the day. And have somewhat of a life while someone else is teaching them, <laughs> you know? Right. But I think, I mean, definitely, I think people would really think longer and harder before having children if they knew that they were going to have to educate them themselves. Right. right. If school gets taken completely off the, <laughs> off the table and we never get to send our kids back to school. I mean, I didn't sign on to this thing to be a full-time teacher. A full-time sure. dad. No, parents I sure. up to be a full-time dad. No, but being a full-time dad was never <laughs> involving homes, was never teaching. homeschooling. Yeah. 
No, that wasn't in the manual. Right. You, everyone gets goes to school. See, I have a. I think my situation is quite unique, but like really, except for going out to lunch multiple times a week. Um, you know, I've worked from home for the last eight years, ten years. Um, I don't have kids, so uh, I'm at home all day, every day, anyway. Like, except for the fact that I don't get to go meet Jeremy for lunch twice a week or go out to dinner, my life didn't really change that much. I didn't have to homeschool anybody. I still had everything delivered to the house. I have lunch. Del- I had lunch delivered to the house today. Like, my life really didn't change that much. And people hate hearing that. Well, go blow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, after we just bared our souls. I know. You come right in with that. Yeah. Well, have you taken the opportunity? Because, okay, so if you didn't get that, folks, Ryan doesn't have kids, uh, and he works from home. He's a, he, he you know, he's self-employed and, and works from home. So, yeah, a guy like that, this probably hasn't affected that awfully much. Um, other than like when you do have to go out and slap on a mask or whatever, then it's like, that's new. Yeah. I mean, I had like the first couple weeks I was a hunter gatherer. I, uh, I would get up in the morning fairly early. This was before they had the, you know, six to 8am was for old people. I would get up, throw a mask on and I'd go to two or three stores and I would collect everything I needed for the week, you know, and, and, and do that. And it worked out pretty good. But um, everybody's like, oh, how are you coping with working from home? I'm like, uh, I'm already set up. Like, Have you taken the time to do any of this, like, self-improvement or, like, learn a new skill like a lot of people are doing? You guys were doing the, uh, oh, yeah. the sourdough bread thing pretty hardcore. Oh, we still do. I mean, and that's a commitment. For those oh. of you who don't know, you get a sourdough bread starter going. It's a living organism. So you got to feed it and take care of it like it's— Every day. Yeah, and you got to do it every single day. You got to feed your sourdough starter. Did you know that? Jones? No, I don't know what it's. I've never even heard of a sourdough starter. You basically you 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 create a sponge, which is essentially just flour and water, and you and you either inoculate it with yeast or you catch wild yeast out of the air, and then that yeast is living in there, and you got to continue to feed it starch to to live on. So every day it's converting in there. It's it's eating starch and converting to sugar and doing all the thing, giving and off gassing and doing all the stuff it does. You have to give it more flour because it's essentially eating flour. So every day you take half of it out and you give it new fresh flour so it continues to develop, and that's how you keep them alive. And you can keep a, a sourdough starter alive for for centuries, essentially. So this this bread is eating better than me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. And this which is funny because 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 you're looking thick. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought there were two elephants in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one thing. And people are like, have you picked up a new hobby during COVID? Well, hobby, couple pounds, yeah. couple twenty pounds. Picked up a few things. See, I've gone backwards with eating. <laughs> I'm not learning how to cook new breads, or uh, Ryan was making a specialty cocktail. It's like I'm living in my fraternity house again. I'm eating tuna fish out of a can. <laughs> I had stovetop stuffing best. as a standalone meal. Ooh, that's out nice. the box. Wow. No, I could. Oh, well, oh. Yeah, I didn't eat it like Cheerios. <laughs> so I don't have. T- I, I don't have time. I can't get through an English muffin without somebody, you know, yelling, "Dad!" Being, I'm being needed. 
or yeah. yelled at. No, I, I've like, gotten to the point, like, one, the bread is phenomenal. I have sampled the bread. In fact, because they have so you – know, when you have sourdough starter, you're, you're like – you have a lot of it, and it's yeah. constantly, like, growing, and so you have to find uses for it. Yeah. So they're, they're – I've we had – what we make yeah, sourdough waffles and focaccia, and we make two. I mean, basically two loaves of bread a week, plus waffles every Saturday. I mean, it's it's delicious, but you you start to slow down. A it's a pain bit. in the ass. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of sourdough. It's a lot of sourdough. I've eaten more butter in the last three months than I'd eaten in the previous ten years. Well, if you got a little extra, yeah. Send some over. Shoot some over. Oh, man. I mean, now, I've had if some. If I plant some in the ground, will it grow? No, it, like, does, how does it, this, it doesn't. Does, how does, that doesn't. That doesn't work that that's way. Not what how. if you put it in, like, the microwave or the oven? Will it grow or will it kill it? Like, if I take a piece it of the bread cooks. out of the machine. Well, is this mean, a machine? Making no. toast? No, okay. his sourdough magic There's no machine. machine. It's not a machine. Is it a pot? I don't understand. It's a, it's a jar. It's a jar with yeast and flour and water that's it how big is it it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a ball jar it's a ball canning jar so what's the what what do you mean if you you make it sound like if you let it go it's going to be the size of your bedroom well have you seen the movie the blob well that's what i'm picturing well it will you know it, it will definitely i mean it'll if you let it go and you feed it well it'll pop out your jar and overflow your bowl and Oh, yeah. It will do that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, we we were doing like two hundred grams a day, and um and when the heat when it whoa started, sounds like my college years. Wow. <laughs> when it uh when it was hot, it would grow out of the jar and like and it's concrete. When it dries, it's concrete. It's I was crazy. really into baking in college. That's yeah. why. I mean that. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Oh, it's well the end product. I worked at a boulangerie. Boulangerie. A, a boulangerie. That's French, Josh. Is that where they dress up bread and lingerie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would go bread. there. I would go there. I'm opening a boulangerie. <laughs> boulangerie? No. Nope. It's a little different. <laughs> There's lacy goods. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so confused. If it if when does it turn into the solid concrete where it's no good anymore? Like is there a does it get ripe? No, yeah, it's just, like you pick it, it at the can, right oh, time. That's why you you got to keep it fresh, or it goes yeah. it'll it'll get bad. So literally every day you throw another hundred and fifty grams of flour and water in. Guy is just it. single-handedly blood, keeping Red Mill alive. Yeah. yeah, we started buying flour at Smart and Final in fifty-pound bags. It takes that much. It's gotten out of control. It is. I mean, that's a lot of bread. It is a lot of bread. It's delicious. I started though. gardening. Yeah, I, I I built a garden too, but I can only get I can I can grow jalapenos and tomatoes. Everything else dies. Yeah, you know I don't really think I have that green of a thumb. You don't. No, I've tried. I mean, every even my tomatoes like. Stuff, I don't know if I'm overwatering. I think I was overwatering for a while, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like overfeeding a goldfish. Like, who knew you could do that? Well, I found out the hard way, ladies and gentlemen, in eighth grade, and I've never been the same since. Right. Don't you have a tattoo of that goldfish? Yeah. <laughs> didn't, what I, what I don't understand is they're like, oh, if uh, if the leaves are yellow, you're overwatering. Yeah. 
And if you're underwatering, the leaves, the leaves will turn yellow. No, no, no. So like, I, <laughs> I literally looked up why are the leaves on my plant yellow and said, well, it either means you're overwatering, underwatering, over fertilizing, under fertilizing, or it has or, a disease, or you have white flies. Yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah. I have the same problem every year, and it's actually nine. Neither of those. Boy, this is kicking in already. I think a little bit. <laughs> Oh, the weeded bourbon? I get a nice-looking plant. We're up to three, four feet. Tomatoes are coming. I go to bed super happy and stoked. I come out, and worms have eaten every tomato. Yeah. Where do they come from? Right? No, that's the thing is what I've learned is growing stuff With outdoors. those big pointy. Those green ones. Oh. oh, they're wild. They're like a. And you kill one, and you squeeze it, and it, it pops like a water balloon. Oh, yeah. No, you Ooh. should try popping in between your molars. It's got a real nutty finish. What? <laughs> that is. No, I'm telling you, man. It, I've realized that growing food outdoors is is warfare. Something is constantly trying to kill your plants, whether it's the weather or it's bugs. I had rats. I had. Ra I was growing pepper plants. Uh, like Thai chilies and jalapenos, and one day I come out and the and all the leaves are stripped off my yeah. off my plant, and I thought it was like oh bugs or or something, and then I started I went out there one night with a flashlight to see what was in my garden. It was rats, and then I started setting up traps and I caught like three or four rats. And now <laughs> I feel like they've learned they don't come around. The garden's been good, but I was I was having rats come into my garden and eat, and that was a thing I didn't even know you had to protect against. I, I knew bunnies. You know, and bunnies and bugs, but yeah, rats. I mean, birds. Yeah, I've had I'm birds that'll come in and and eat crows. Yeah, I'm crows. Birds. That's what I I think I have. I think birds will get in all matter. I think birds will mess with your maters and all that stuff. Yeah, and they then, definitely. My parents used to grow avocados, and the birds would get to the the avocados as soon as they well, started to ripen. Yeah, and it's it's I have tomatoes, and as soon as I'm like, oh, it just needs another day. If I wait that one more day, the birds. bam, bird eats it. I'm like, Hitchcock oh, movie. Yeah, like, so I have to take it a day early, you know, and I don't, I don't know what, what a, what's a day early. Is it is it ready in four days or three days or, you know, so I got to take this stuff. I'm eating a bunch of underdone produce yeah, because yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. get it. I definitely feel like I took it for granted. Like, oh, you put it in the ground and you give it some water and it grows and you pick the, it's not. No. Like, you know, I used to grow some stuff back in college. I had a little garden, mm -hmm. more of an indoor garden. Mm -hmm. But what I learned- Collard greens. Yeah, greens and things. And what I learned back then is that you had to go in there, and this was an indoor garden. You had to go in there every single day and put in a little bit of time. Not necessarily, some, most days if you were going in there regularly, you didn't have to put in a ton of time. But you needed to go in there, you needed to check on everything, check for bugs. And if you did it consistently every day, you were good. But if you would miss one day invariably, that was the day that everything would go haywire and everything would die. And you got an infestation of spider mites. You know, this is the end of the world. And uh, it's the same with an outdoor garden. I mean, you have to be in there every morning. Yeah. See, you that's have to spend my, the time. That's my problem. As I've gotten older, I need immediate satisfaction. Right. You're like, you know where I know where tomatoes are grown. It's Albertsons. Called, it's called Ralph's. Yeah, yeah. that is a growing stuff definitely teaches you patience because it is not instant gratification. <laughs> you know, and, and you better yeah. plant three times what you think you're going to use because yeah. two thirds of those are going to someone right. else. Well, I've had. I just. I. I'm just not very good. I'm. I'm. And I keep. You know. 
I'm on my like third round of pepper plants that I've planted to try to figure out. And I think maybe I finally got it. I think it was a, I was overwatering at first, and then I got really bad infestation of bugs. And I think now I've got those two things under control. And do you think more people are gardening since this is? Broke I out? think so. I, I mean, think I think so more too. people are doing a lot of stuff, like paddle boards, or you can't even get paddle boards right now because they're bikes. all sold out. Bikes are sold out. Um, gaming systems like the Nintendo yeah. Wii yeah. or uh, Nintendo Switch and all that stuff, like you, you can't get because everyone's at try, home and that's all there is to do. Try to uh, try to go buy a dishwasher right now. They're like six weeks. What? Really? Yeah, washing machines too. I People need a new home. fridge. People are home. I think fridges are still pretty readily available, but um, everybody's at home all the time, and so they're doing laundry and dishes and all that kind of shit that normally was like a once or twice a week kind of thing, and uh, it's they're just blowing them out. Good topic, laundry. Our mm-hmm. laundry machine never stops going. Hey, why don't you oh. hand me that? The bottle. Hey, what? No one's listening. What? Do we you have your your mic's off. It's oh. fine. Two mm-hmm. kids. I know people yeah. that have three, four. Do you, five, you guys generate a lot kids. of laundry. It, it, I feel like we're doing laundry for like the fifth infantry. Have you it found never that stops. you're generating more or less laundry during this? More laundry and more dishes because you're always home. Right. And more trash. And more yeah. trash. My trash is like doubled. Right. Our ch- children that are inside all day are bored. And what a children and adults alike do when they're bored eat yeah well i like that uh you know a lot of the grocery stores and everything uh you know as soon as we had a pandemic uh, single-use plastic you know not using single-use plastic went out the window well i mean yeah we, here in california the, people take that very seriously that the um the, the plastic bags at the grocery store um pretty much everywhere had had outlawed straws mm-hmm. And and yeah, this the pandemic hit, and it's like straws and grocery oh, yeah. bags. It's as far as the eye can see, man. They'll, they'll put a straw in a cocktail you order to go. Right in a grocery bag. Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally like got a bag of Jack and Coke, and the guys took a straw. And it was like I was on the streets of Thailand, walking away with it. Man. It was awesome. The the alcohol to go thing is 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 my favorite part of this whole thing. That's the one that I kind of hope they just they let that rule kind of just well, stick around. So they've really thrown in the towel with it. Yeah. I mean, you could literally dude. The bar do down in San Juan that I am a big fan of, the Swallows, they have basically just started throwing a full blown tailgate party in their <laughs> in the parking lot behind there. You know, and I hope I'm not I'm not speaking out of it's not like it's a secret. All of the whole scene one knows you go behind the swallows at night, especially on the weekends. I mean, it's a it's a party. I mean, people are standing up in their pickup trucks and there's hay bales. I mean, it's it's like it's a it's a hoot. I, I, I love it. It's, um you know, and I hope everybody's doing it somewhat responsibly so we can kind of keep it. Right. Right. But, you know, it's like every other law that comes in, in an emergency. Let's say the Patriot Act, all that kind of stuff. The Patriot Act's still in effect. And that was from 9-11. So if that sticks around, you know, and it's, it was only ten, intended to be temporary. So if that sticks around, why can't this one? I'm hoping that the alcohol to go thing. It's just nice. Just it's nice to be able to stay around. And I think, like you and... said, if, if we've demonstrated that we can do it responsibly without being just a bunch of wild people running through the streets naked, mm-hmm. then, you know, why not? Why not keep it around? Yeah. Well, not hurting anybody. Obviously, you can't go drinking and driving, but open container, like in a park, yeah. at the beach, that kind of stuff, like, that's, what's the problem, man? Yeah. And, like, being able to go to a bar and get in a 
you know, a pitcher of Jack Daniels to go. I don't know why you can't do that. Especially with the, I mean, we were down in Newport, like on the peninsula. And it's like, okay, let's go out on the peninsula. They're going to give me a large, you know, to-go cup full of Modelo. I'm into it. I'm going to walk down the boardwalk and, you know, keep my distance from other people. Make me buy a taco with it? Sure. Yeah. If I buy a taco, can I take my beer down the boardwalk with me? Okay, then yes. Yes. One taco, please. It's the only good thing that has come out of this, and I've been waiting for this since I was 16. (laughs) Finally, you can drink seven days a week, and not it's not frowned upon. Yeah. I I would say that that that's another thing, you know, and and I know that you're kind of you're you're being funny, and and I think that for sure, I mean, I think that's a a real fact during this whole pandemic is I think people are drinking more. And I think I think that the numbers will show that like alcoholism and all that stuff oh, is yeah. is up because people are spending time at home. They don't have work that they have to wake up and go to tomorrow morning. Like all the reasons that they they've been keeping their cheese from sliding off the cracker is not they're not there anymore. So I feel like there's a lot of cheese doing a lot of sliding off a lot of crackers these days. Yeah, isn't alcohol sales up like? Two hundred and fifty percent. Well, did I see that right? It's yeah, something yeah. Like There's incredible some like crazy that. numbers, but and, and what what I think is interesting is, we've I never went to a grocery store, liquor store that was out of any alcoholic beverage I wanted. But there's no toilet paper. Right. Like, how is that supply chain so solid? You right. Know, the supply That's chain a was, little weird. You know, the, the, the distribution networks and everything were already existing because grocery stores get, you know, refilled every night. But uh, but all of a sudden, we have no toilet paper because everybody's hoarding it. It's like, well, there was well, plenty of Bud Light. Right. There's enough Chardonnay. Yeah. Right. For, for, there's for, enough rosé to yeah. sink the yeah. Titanic again. <laughs> Refloat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, sanit- sanitized wipes either. That's the one that's still that's yeah. still out. I can't find that anywhere. Oh, so I, I did. A I lot just of... wet the toilet paper. Yeah, that's not sanitary. You just dip it's... it in the bowl and just. I mean, most of the time, not the bowl. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what am I, an animal? So I got I uh, I never really had too much. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a Costco, you know, like I always have the 36 pack of, you know, Charmin Extra Soft. Yeah, I don't like and the Extra Soft. No, Cheers like the Extra Strong. I like the Extra Strong. It's a little rough with it. Um, and uh, But I had just loaded up, you know, before this whole thing happened. So, like, I was good. I mean, there's two of us in the house. It's not like, you know, it's not like we were going through 36 rolls and three minutes the extra soft pills on me it's like a macy's day parade's been down my pants by the time i'm done with that ticker thing. tape parade yeah. through your butt crack the confetti line on the- don't forget people were panicking that first month i mean i saw posts oh, on dude. facebook like please help me like, yeah yeah where yeah. can i get a, a roll yeah oh you mean for toilet paper yeah listen jump in the shower <laughs> True. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. I didn't panic about the toilet paper thing at all. You know? I'm very European when it comes to that. Like, I don't own a bidet, but I'm familiar with how that process works. Familiar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can do a pretty close facsimile with the garden hose or the kitchen sink or whatever, you know. 
presents itself. See, I, I was more nervous that first two weeks when they were. Remember when the okay, grocery store was out of sorry. everything? Like, when I go in there and there's no popcorn. Well, that's when Josh potato, really freaks potato out. Potato chips. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, popcorn is Joss's catnip. <laughs> I mean, the guy will get the, the, the vat of popcorn, right? The 50-gallon vat of popcorn and sit down. And if you try to take an kernel of it, he will just Freak out, full conniption, you know, move. He, he will literally move two seats down from you in the movie theater to keep you from having an kernel of his 50-gallon vat of popcorn. It is. Well, yeah. Popcorn is a. is a It's meant rel- to be shared. It's a religious experience. It's meant for me. I butter it my way. I salt it my way. Then I eat it my way. And we all know you have to eat one half of it, one side. And then the other side. You don't just put throw your paw you mean, in there. What do you mean one side? It's a bowl. Yeah, you eat one. You, you eat, eat from the side of a bowl? bowl. Yeah, how do you eat down? You create a like a a, no. a wall. You no. have to get some well, sort of no. structural integrity you, to, you, to form. There is. You have to eat it at a very slight angle, so oh. it just doesn't just rush down. But if you eat one side, the other side slowly trickles down. You get enough butter with every bite. It's it's. I've I've worked and crafted. It's the this. regonomics of popcorn eating. It is trickle down theory. I tell you, it's it's a real thing, and it was cemented on like my third date with my wife, where I asked her if she wanted popcorn. No. No. Are you sure? I'm getting one. So like, I don't want to. You know, we're kind of joking. Like, I don't want to be the only one. No, we just ate. I get my popcorn, I do the dance, we sit down, her hand is immediately in the box, or the tub. Oh, it's, well, there's, mean, the, there's a new ad, can't, well, sorry. No, it's, I gave her, I was, I'm willing to buy you any size. Popcorn. Just don't eat mine. It's the, it's the it's same the French with french fries. fries. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, want it, french what? fries? Oh, no. No, I don't want them. Do they have sweet potato fries? No, they don't. Oh, no, no, no uh, nothing for me, then. It's there. I, I was. And I don't know where it was, but I was. At a, I was at a restaurant, and one of the items on the restaurant was my girlfriend's not hungry, and it was an extra order of fries. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> funny. Perfect. That in fact, the there's a new ad campaign. One of the fast food places, the one with the uh, clown, uh, is basically like if you go to you know our establishment with a friend and. They say they don't want French fries. Get them the French fries, or they're gonna eat yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's so true. It is true. But here's the other thing: it doesn't if make I inf- drive to the fast food restaurant alone to get the fast food, on the way home, I will be sampling your fries. Just I'm gonna take a couple of them. I try to keep it even. Try to eat out of both fries. So there's not one that's obviously been just taxed, but that's part of the whole like it's, tax. It's the tax. I'm gonna tax your fries. It's a veteran move. Is that why Uber Eats and all those services had to put stickers across the top? Yeah, because someone was just sampling. Yeah, just your to make. Fries. Yeah, exactly. I mean, have you ever ridden in a car with f- like f- freshly salted fries right out of the fryer and tried to like Not fight that yeah. urge? <laughs> Damn near impossible. Do you go for the ranch or ketchup opening at a red light? 
No, no, no. Did you I'm, go whole hog? Did you try to dunk it? No, a I'm not a big sauce guy on my fries anyway. I, if a fry's done the right way, it doesn't need a bunch of anything else on it. Fair enough. You know? If it's the right salt, salt's all I really need on a good fry. I tell you, there, there's two things that make a grown man look like a five-year-old. Ketchup. Tr- trying to pick up like a rubber ball bouncing. Yeah. Right, you you never get it right. on the first you try, miss it. and then you're like, and you're running around, and you're running both around, hands out, both like, hands out, and seeing someone in a moving vehicle try to open like a ranch packet. Oh yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's a two handed operation. In general, if I ever seen a grown man putting ketchup on anything, I'm instantly like, what? Are you yeah. five? People who eat a hot dog with just ketchup. Yeah, like, what are you? Th- five? That is such a weird move. Oh. The worst is ketchup on. I, I gotta be honest, if ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there right now and you eat ketchup on your scrambled eggs, you're one of the worst people in the entire world. I mean, you're part of the problem. I gotta be honest. God bless you. Hopefully, you find help for that. E- like, eggs, especially, especially scrambled. It, it, that's not a dunking food. Like, no, you don't I, dunk. There, scrambled there are people. Eggs you'll be. I was at a Denny's the other day. Guy, <laughs> just ketchup yeah. all over his omelet. And I'm like, what? What? what, what what are you doing, man? It's weird. Real weird move. What's the hardest food to eat in a moving vehicle? Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> Not like cracked crab? Well, well. Like, I mean, could you could take the deeper oh, sure. dive? If you want like full caviar service. <laughs> you know, if you're driving down the freeway or you're Baked trying to make Baked Alaska flambe is a tough one. Trying to make stew. a left turn and drop your uh, mother of pearl spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's your whole day is ruined. Yeah, that really is. When 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 all the the goodness slides right off your blini. Yeah, this pisses me right off. The, uh, the tacos um, suck in a oh, car it's a, especially if you get a nice crisp shell oh, and the whole yeah. thing. That's why you, you, uh, a car was made for a burrito. Oh yeah, that is the, the easiest. Burrito. The easiest you keep it car in the foil. food, right? Oh, yeah. you, you unwrap you it the, slowly. Yeah. You do that like the slow tease. But see, the, there's a, sl- sl- a slight problem with the burrito. I do like putting salsa mm. on it, and that requires an in-car dunking. So no, you no, have no. To you sacrifice. get a bag, a packet. Use the packet. More of a hot sauce than yeah. a salsa. Salsa. Put salsa if on a burrito. You go to a real good. You know, I'm not talking fast food. If you go to like. An authentic Mexican place. Well, then you're eating it there. You shouldn't be eating it in your car in the first place. What if I have to leave? See? You blew it then. So it's all about the timing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How many times did you eat a taco before you learned to keep the wrapper on your lap? That first bite just falls right in your crotch. You don't fully unwrap it. Yeah. In the car. In the car. You got to keep it. You kind of got to keep it. It's fanny tucked in, or it'll poop all over you. You gotta have a diaper. Yeah, it's gotta have. You a definitely diaper. need a diaper, a size two. Yeah, the de- uh, depending on on the place you're eating, having a diaper on your taco and yourself works. Right. Because uh, sometimes it's a quick return. Here, oh. let me tell you something real quick. We're gonna have to wrap it up here. Talking about being on the road, thing happened to me today, and it kind of freaked me out. I'm driving down the freeway. And I see a ladder in the middle of the freeway. Big ladder, right? So I call 911. Boop, boop, boop. And the lady answers the phone. 911, emergency. Are you calling about the ladder? I said, yeah, I am. She said, okay, thanks. We've already had a phone call. So she answered the phone and already knew where I was. And I didn't know that was a thing. 
yeah. Like, I thought that you had to, like, I don't know, that they had to, like, specifically be tracking you, or I didn't know that I had allowed them to do that. When did well, I, mean, I say, yeah, you can always be tracking me and know where I am? Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're being triangulated or octangulated by multiple um, cell towers, so they kind of know where your connection is. But, I mean, think about when you search for where's my closest Del Taco. It's the same thing. They, they always know yeah, where But Del Taco closest. wants you to find them. And the other thing is, it's well, not so like... So do the police. It's not, like, to find it's you. not like the operator works for Verizon. Yeah. I mean, she's in a we're, yeah. room. It, it, really f- it really threw me off. I did not know that that, was, that that happened that way, that it was that fast. I thought you kind of had to tell them where you were, you know, and... Uh, and I thought, you know, and even in like in the movies, they're like, keep him on the phone for 30 seconds while we track his. It's right. like, no, she no. knew when she answered the phone. Oh, he's on the freeway near where the ladder is. Well, I mean, think about when someone calls you, it always, you know, it's like, oh, this is like my phone says most likely, you know, high probability of spam. And they're in Poughkeepsie. So, like, how do you never I mean, if, if you're a criminal, you should not have a cell phone, basically, no, because they can her. immediately find you. Yeah, I mean, is it what's the so it's it's only like yeah, no. I guess, I guess it's well they don't know who you are if you have a burner, but they still know where that where phone the phone is. is. Yeah, they, yeah, that's wild. I did not know that it was that. And, and like you to your point, Joss, it's not like she's at Verizon. She's sitting like, how does she how how does she know? How does how do the police know? Why did why are they allowed to know? Like I get it that Verizon knows it's kind of their phone or whatever. In fact, I'm a, I'm AT and T, but whatever the phone company, sure. But the police, like, how did that relationship form? And when did we tell them it was okay to share that information or whatever? It's how does that probably work? in the fine print? You know, when you sign up for the phone, it's like, oh, by the way, you're being tracked. Everything you know. I mean, think about it. They know for this whole COVID thing. They know, and they say it's uh, anonymized whatever that, however you say that right, word, right. Um, data. But they're like, oh, we showed, you know, 6,000 phones went from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, f- they were all in, the, in Fort Lauderdale for a week. And then they showed them disperse amongst the East Coast. And then they saw, like, the COVID cases in there, like, expand. So they were tracking the movement of people based on anonymized cell signals. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's It's... It's definitely a brave new world. A brave new world. I mean, the the um, the idea of privacy or whatever. I mean, it's that's it's a myth. I mean, there yeah. there is no, there is no privacy. There is no escape. There is no you know anonymity really, mm-hmm. unless. Whereas anonymity was the norm back mm-hmm. in the day. You had to really work hard to make yourself known. Now mm-hmm. it's the opposite. You've got to really work hard to make yourself anonymous yeah and we're we're kind of in the generation where we have a lot of apps and things like that where we've grown up you know i mean the internet the internet existed but like the internet wasn't what it is now until we were in college right no right we've we've definitely are part of that generation that saw it all develop we went from in high school um, nobody had cell phones even. There was, like, so, the big car, like, briefcase-sized yeah. cellulars. And so we, so we went from that to full smartphones. Yeah, and, and we and, have – so we have basically uh, – we have a little bit of fear of privacy and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Older people who had none of it are like, why would you ever be on Facebook? Why right. would you ever be on any of these other ones? Because they're just tracking everything you're saying. But the younger generations right now have never known any different. So they're 
publishing everything they can possibly publish right, about right. themselves. They have I mean, no concept of anonymity no. or privacy because yeah. they never, never lived. They never lived with it. Lived no. it. I, I have a quick aside. Mm-hmm. When you're the driver of that truck that lost the ladder, how you long? Did, going. How many feet did he go before he threw in the towel and just kept going? You, th- you can't. It's not. Uh, we're not talking about a step stool. The man no, dropped a, a, a workman's yeah, a ladder. Like he ladder. knew it fell. Do, yeah. do, you, do you do you break and think? Uh, do you think he floored it? Like, what would you do if you dropped a ladder well, on the four hundred five freeway? I mean, yeah. secretly and and by secretly, I mean it's probably not that big of a secret. Um, ladders are deadly when they're bouncing around a highway. Oh God, I can imagine. Bro. Well, that's yeah. that's I mean, not think a big me. secret. Yeah. I'm I'm me. <laughs> yeah, doing the things that I do and going through my life. I'm not the biggest fan of like I don't do a whole lot of like. Going out of my way to contact. The I was going to say, or, think, yeah. think but it things. was enough of a thing for me to think to myself, "Wow, I'm going to call that in." Yeah, because I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. Well, just think about one car. I mean, it'll, it'll probably go under. You know, if it falls off and stays, you know, long ways along with the lane, you got a couple of cars, especially like your truck, will go over it. No big deal. But as soon as someone hits that and it goes sideways and gets airborne, I mean, that's going through windshields and taking out Grandma's grill. You know, like that's. I mean, it's so you you would pull over. I would think I would pull over and immediately call it in. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you lost it, if you were the guy who lost it out the back of your I truck. mean, Jeremy, think about how many things you've dropped and kept going. Oh, I've definitely lost a a uh, box spring. Yeah, I lost a mattress in on the Arizona freeway. Just time. kept going. I went back and picked it up because I had people come in to well, stay. Yeah, with the, me that the, week. Um, the mattress hits you. You fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> a ladder hits you. This it's was a, a box spring. Dis- oh, yeah. it was a box spring. It wasn't a. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was whoever, whoever hit memory that thing phone. remembered it though. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, they're floaty, dude. A box yeah. spring at freeway speeds. I mean, there's a lot of air working around under that thing. It gets a lot real of air, dynamic, a lot of surface area. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't no kite. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. For whatever it's worth, I just thought I'd bring that up. That was a you know kind of a. a interesting moment for me today where I realized, oh, wow, they, they know exactly where I am at all times. I just, I, I guess I didn't realize it was to quite to that point. Yeah. And it, and I mean, it absolutely is. Did you? No. Unless, did she have your wife's cell number? No, no. Your no. wife always knows where you are. Yeah. Well, this true. was, uh, this wasn't a family member. No, this was <laughs> the 911. I wonder if there's any, uh, any correlation or anything that says, you called us, you know. You dialed nine one one. We and now that initiates you authorizing us to know where you are because obviously there's something going on. Like I wonder if that's it. It's not like, like I wonder. I doubt they can just go, hey, let's see where Jeremy is. Right. Maybe it's because I right. You initiated initiated it. the call. Yeah. They like there's a panic the game. button. They just find like six people and find where they are. Yeah. No, there's a panic button on your phone on your on your iPhone. If you hit the side button three, four, five times or whatever, it it calls the calls nine one one. Yeah. So maybe it's part of that. Like, maybe that is it's in that you know fine print. Like, yeah. oh, our emergency activation, blah blah blah. We know where you're at. Well, and like um, with voice over IP, when voice over IP first came out, um, everybody, you know, if you had your office go to voice over IP, they would go, oh, well, we know your IP address for that device therefore you have to now sign a waiver and tell us what physical address is that's at 
so that if you call 911, we actually know what place to go. Mm. But a lot of people do is they say, oh, yeah, no, I'm using this voice over IP here. And then you ship it to your buddy in Russia. And now you're making a local call because <laughs> now he's dialing, you're dialing your local number, but he's got it. So he's answering it over there and you just eliminated long distance charges. But if that guy calls 911 from that thing, they're coming to your house. So, and it doesn't really matter. The connection doesn't really matter as far as the physical address, but you know, I just wonder if that's happened. Obviously it's, it's, it's connected to your cell phone, man. Yeah. They're pinging your ass. Yeah. They're, they're I'm doing... throwing my cell phone out. I mean, honestly, you know, that like, back to your point. I mean, we came from that. We saw, remember, I mean, it wasn't too awfully long ago where they called your house, and if you weren't there, if you missed the call, you, you got back to them when you could. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't even have answering machines. Yeah. So it was like you well, either you heard the phone right. ring and you answered it or you didn't. How and was I, that, like, traveling? I mean, me and Bruska, you know, did 47 days backpacking around Europe. No cell phones. No, no you contact. didn't have cell phones. You didn't have Yelp. You yeah. didn't have Google Maps. And yet you did it yeah. just fine. Got home, yeah. saw the Vatican, saw all the things you were supposed to see, and didn't have any of this technology. So what you're saying, honestly, Josh, I don't think it would be terrible if we all threw in our beep. fucking smartphones. Sorry, I let, a, I let a word slip there. I'll beep that one out. But yeah, I don't think it would be absolutely terrible if, if we if we got rid of our, our cell phones and we all cashed in our social media. And I mean, truthfully, all this polarization and and stuff that's happening right now and so much of the hate mongering and all the things that are going on, it, it, it's all directly connected to, to the, the fact that we're all accessing each other's business. lives and business yeah. all the time. You go, it's like we don't need to be so up in each other's business all yeah. the time. You go all in. And you only allow the phone with the cord. <laughs> what? I mean, could you imagine it? Familiarity if, breeds if, contempt. If you could only go six feet yeah. from the phone, like not even remember, the, it went from the cord phone, then you had the wireless, wireless. the wireless in the house. Well, and how about this? When you got your first wireless phone, like cordless phone in the house, didn't you like the phone ring and you're on the couch? Didn't you get up and go sit next to the phone where it used to be plugged in? <laughs> yeah. Like I know everybody did that. Just like, so used to you're, it. You're so used to talking in that chair next to the thing, so that's where you went. It's funny though. I mean, it, it and it does it does kind of date us, but we did. You know, we were fortunate to live in that time to where we got to see that technology develop. My grandma died at 102, and she saw from like horse and buggy to the space age. Yeah. We're not going to have the opportunity to see kind of technology take such great leaps and bounds, yeah. but we kind of have. I mean, uh, in from from landline to freaking smartphones, it's a pretty big. From being a kid and and wondering about stuff and having to go to the library or Encyclopedia Britannica to now literally being able to say, "Ask Alexa," and her being able to just tell you the answer. I mean, that's we've come a long way. It's we're living in the future. When we're also seeing, I think that you know people have short attention spans and if you can't get an immediate answer you stop you know we used to have to go to the library and read two books to find it for a project that you were working right, on to right. find out that those weren't the right books right after right. after looking to see where that book is you have i to would go to love the file. to you talk about your kids right and all this new math and new reading comprehension i defy them to go in and find a book at the library and use the dewey decimal system right. zero idea or to like go find something on microfiche <laughs> remember microfiche yeah go find the little film 
Remember Put how fun machine. microfiche was though? You thought you were kind of killing it when you got to use the microfiche. Yeah. Like, this is high tech. Oh, dude. This is next this level. Kind of blowing off that hot air. Smelled like, you know, like. Burnt. It was like burning. Yeah, celluloid. Yeah, celluloid. Like lead. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It couldn't have been good for it you. It couldn't have been a good in, inhale-ness. Yeah. Poor kids. I feel like they're missing out on, on all the good stuff that we had with the Dewey Decimal and the lead. The fish. The fish. <laughs> I just wonder, you know, and this is completely, um, a, you know, random thought coming through my brain but uh you know this is your closing thought okay um you know how is it going to be i mean i think as things progress people are going to ha be having fewer experiences in real world and more virtual well they already are well yeah they but already I mean, are but i mean at some point we're, we're not that far away from Virtual, you know, like total recall. You go into virtual reality. Well, vacation. especially in a world where pandemic and that yeah. kind of thing is a real reality. Yeah. More people are more and more going to develop those technologies because yeah. we're stuck at home yeah. and we're going to be, you know, still desiring to be able to go. I mean, VR yeah. is another that that technology is, you know, whereas it was always kind of like a joke and it was yeah. always kind of. I mean, it's really coming into its own. Well, I mean, I VR have is what virtual reality. You put on the goggles and you're like, you're yeah. looking around and you, you know, you can. Yeah. But that's been around for about a decade. It, I, I mean, it's yeah. been around, but I mean, it's it's, it's getting better and like, better. I With have 4K and yeah, all the. Like, I have the DJI because I have you know drones and stuff, and I have the DJI um, uh, virtual reality goggles and everything, and it's like full surround sound. Um, there's also a YouTube VR. So like you can go to YouTube and just you're like you want to you want to watch a virtual reality where you're watching it in 360 fly through the Grand Canyon. Now what other exists. kind of videos do you watch in VR, Ryan? Um that's really it. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think uh, I don't think the joke like, you're going for. Oh. I don't think you want to see that oh. in 360. So you're you know? going someplace? or high definition cuz those people not that hot up close. <laughs> you have an incredible sunglass tan. Oh, it's amazing. I was on a conference, video conference call today, and I knew, I mean, I know how bad my sunglass tan is right now, and so I just opened with that. And I was like, wow, this camera is really accentuating how, how sunburned my face is and how white my eyes are. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. I didn't notice until you pointed it out. But it's, now, that's all I can see. now you can't get <laughs> away from it. I spent the entire weekend on the boat. Kind of living the dream. I know. Did you like the Weller, Joss? I liked it. You're I a bourbon guy, so yeah. it's not hard. Like that's right in your wheelhouse. No, I've secretly had three. We haven't really dove into the well, we quantity. We need to talk but... about it. It's good. There's not a lot. It left. is good. It is good. I think I'm going to change it up on us next week. I, obviously, we can't drink the, st the good stuff all the time. So maybe I'll throw a curve at us next week, and maybe Bones we'll farm. Uh, we could also do a brown bag. And try like three different ones and see if one of us likes the cheap. Oh, the potential the for drinking that we. I, I mean, I'll just... come up with some stuff here, Jer. What is my closing thought? My closing thought is, ladies and gentlemen, the world is weird right now. Try to stay in your lane. Be good to one another. Stay healthy. Toe the line. Do what's expected of you until you just don't feel like it anymore. And then tell them all they're not your mom. All right, well, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Podcast.